0: The article tells a good story. Okay, so it's, this is the opposite of boring. It's telling a good story. So what do we mean by that? OK, so here's where, where you use your first handout. Okay. So let's talk about how to tell a good story in your article. Okay, By story, I don't mean you're going to make up something that's not true. It needs to be a true story. It needs to be a credible story, but it should be interesting. If it's a story, then that's something that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and people want to see what's happening next. So this is, this is kind of a conceptual framework that you can use to organize your thoughts to tell a complete story. So we're going to use this, this figure. So what is the shape? hourglass. Okay, this is like an hourglass shape. So you can think of the top part as a funnel that's feeding down into this pyramid down below. So you can take notes on your paper if you want to. Um, that's what it's for. So we're going to talk about the top part of this figure, the funnel part, as the introduction. This is the introduction section of your article. And so what you're going to do is start out introducing the readers to your topic, setting the context with the most general um, statements that you can make about the field. So this is the view from the airplane, 30,000 feet. You're starting out very general. And then you're adding information that becomes more and more specific, funneling down to your specific research questions. So the introduction should not be a miniature review article. You're not writing a little tiny review article. What you're going to give the readers is exactly the information they need to understand your results and why they're important. And so what you're going to do is use the known information references one, two, three, and four, and you're going to use them as some bricks to build part of a wall. And then you're going to give some more information from known sources. And so what's here, there's a gap, right? So you've, you've built a wall of knowledge, but there are gaps in that knowledge so these are the knowledge gaps these are the unknowns okay, so you need to make those clear to the reader this is what we know this is what we don't know and then you very specifically and clearly state this is what we don't know or this is our knowledge gap and so once you've stated those knowledge gaps that's the focus of your article and those knowledge gaps will allow you to propose specific research questions or a specific purpose for the article. Okay, and so once you've stated those specific research questions, you can generate some specific objectives to answer those research questions. I'll just give you a, a little more time to write this down. Okay, so you can see the funnel shape. We're funneling from the general to the specific, building up what's known, pointing out what's unknown, using that unknown to generate research questions and specific objectives. So that's the introduction. Then the introduction is going to funnel down into the materials and methods and the results or some. In some journals, the materials and methods come last, and the results come after the introduction. Regardless, those are basically linear. You can think of those uh, sections of the paper as, as straightforward, linear. But as you discuss the results, you should relate those back to the specific objectives. So you need to write the objectives in a way that the readers see how they directly correspond to the results and write the results in a way that the readers see that they directly correspond to the objectives. Okay, so now in the bottom part of the hourglass, we're moving into the discussion part of the paper. So in my opinion, the introduction and the discussion are the most important parts. And I think the introduction is really, really important because it sets up the reader's understanding of all the rest of the paper. So the, when you start the introduction, you're going, or excuse me, when you start the discussion, you want to first discuss the major new findings that you have, the major new knowledge. And make sure that you relate that in your discussion back to the objectives and the research questions. And then as you continue with the discussion in the following paragraphs, you're going to talk about other new knowledge that you produced that maybe is not the most important point, but it, it, there, it's also new knowledge, how that relates within itself, and especially how that new knowledge relates to the knowns from up above, how it fills those knowledge gaps that you identified in the introduction, and how this creates new understanding in your field. Okay, so if you can write your paper with a structure like this, you will tell a good story. And that will help you increase your chances of publication. Okay, so this is how to tell a good story. Now we've talked about reasons to reject, reasons to accept, how to tell a good story. Let's go back to our, our friend Frank and his manuscript with this title, Guppies Love Cheerios. You know, is that a good title, first of all? <laughs> and so now you know, this is your friend. Maybe you thought his research wasn't publishable. But maybe you can help him do some things to make it publishable. So what suggestions do you have for Frank to help him publish this article? Okay, so another five-minute discussion, and then we'll talk again. All right, so what did you come up with? What suggestions did you have to make this move from not publishable to publishable? How you just showing in your uh, flowchart that he uh, describes where the unknown knowledge gaps in related research, and then explains how this fills those gaps and is applicable to those other fields of research. So pointing out where the knowledge gaps are, how eating Cheerios fills these knowledge gaps. Yeah, great. What else? I think if they give more data about the comparison, the price. Okay, so she said a, a price comparison between Cheerios and fish food. You know, if he can show that the Cheerios work as well, but they cost less, then that's important to people that have pet fish. And so that gives it some relevance. Yeah, you had... It sort of piggybacks off that, just sort of picking an angle, like you could maybe go sort of the chemical composition of Cheerios versus fish food, or you could look at sort of the economic side of it, and then that would help you pick what journal you're going to go towards and sort of get okay. your audience. Sure, add a, add a chemical composition element to the paper. Great. Yes? Uh, at the start, we have seen that there is some interest on, uh, with respect to this subject because there, there, there are a couple of problems. What are the so uh, if, we, if, if we can take the paper to traditional and this is not, enough, this is not traditional here. Great, yeah, so we show, if he can show that it, this is a new way of doing things, a new framework. Uh, I think the policy implication is that uh, one of the important issues. Okay. Can we generalize the result or can we treat all copies in all human mind of it? Okay, can we generalize these results to other situations? Okay, good. Those are great suggestions. So maybe if if your friend listens to you, maybe he can make this publishable.